the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Evil men and women will always band together. But when they find themselves in a losing situation, they'll always turn on each other. And that is something we'll look at today as Way of Grace in Judges continues next. Stress, overheating, and poor eyesight, particularly when shedding, can make a snake disoriented and confused and more likely to strike at itself or even self-cannibalize. And that is a classic illustration of what we're looking at here in Judges chapters 7 and 8. Welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand. We are continuing our journey through Judges, and we're looking once again at the life of Gideon. Today's message is called The Sword of the Lord and Gideon. And we're taking note of the fact that chaos and catastrophe will always follow wicked people. Oh, they may succeed for a small season, but at the end of the day, they will always fail and fall into chaos and turn on each other. And that's what we're seeing today. A demonic self-betrayal divinely appointed. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's edition of Way of Grace. All I've seen my whole life is the modern woman doing her thing. So now con begets con. You get a brother, he's raggedy, and a sister that's raggedy, your children are going to be raggedy. I'm sorry. If they come out all right, it's only by the grace of God. You got to hurry up and say, I had nothing to do with that. In fact, I don't even know if these are my kids. These, the Lord must have, when I was asleep, adopted them for me, just put them in my lap, and then I woke up like some kind of secret brain insertion of a chip where I just woke up. These are my kids? They're not acting like me because the way I acted was I was against everybody that wasn't for me, being queen, whatever. And then our lazy brothers that are running the streets thinking that they want the blessings of God. God's not going to bless you, brothers, walking in rebellion and disobedience and narcissism and think somehow that God's going to endorse your rebellion against him. He's not going to do that. So we have reaped the whirlwind. Now we want to act like we don't know what's going on. I can tell you what's going on. We are out of order. And we're walking in darkness and the sword is jabbing each one of us. That's where we are. That's where we are. And I can build this argument extensively. Daniel chapter 9, Daniel lays this out for us in Daniel 9, 5 through 8. You know Daniel. We love to sing Daniel. Right? Dare to stand alone. Dare to be a Daniel, right? Fighting against his foes. Daniel lived in the judgment of God against the people of God. 
And after 70 years of captivity, which corresponds with where the church is today, captivity. You don't even hear the church speaking prophetically today. The best the church can do is entertain folk on the way to hell. They're good at music, but they are not preaching God's word. And they're not holding eternity-bound souls to account. And so our churches are mute. They have no trumpet. They got a flute and a guitar, but no trumpet. And what God said is, son of man, when I tell you to blow the trumpet against these people and I show you that the enemy is coming, and you do not blow the trumpet, their blood is on your hand. So most of our churches are bloody guilty, guilty silence. Because it doesn't understand this role of being prophetic. Prophetic. Before priestly. Prophetic. Let people know the truth. See, right now the lights are on. Are they on? Are the lights on? Right, that's called the word of God making it plain. See, we can cut the lights off right now by having some really good music and me kind of stroking your flesh, right? We could easily do that because church love to do that. Stroke your flesh. You're getting sleepier and sleepier and darker and darker and more hellbound and more dull and hardened of heart, not even aware that you're in bondage and captivity. That a lie is in your right hand. That's the church world we're in today. You go to church to actually get more blinded than less blinded. I won't be much longer. I know some of y'all ready to run out right now. (laughs) Here's what Daniel said. We have sinned. Now, Daniel was a little boy when they went into captivity. God had warned Israel for a thousand years, stop it. They kept doing it. What, pastor? The stuff America's doing. The stuff Europe is doing. What's that? You know what that is. I don't have to tell you what it is. It's the stuff we're doing. We've sinned and we've committed iniquity and we've done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from the precepts and from from your precepts and from your judgment. Is that not clear? See, the Bible is clear. It'll lay out how we should act, who we should honor, who we should be devoted to. And we're just living like we don't even have a Bible. That's where we are today. That's where your average Christian friend is. They would never, ever take up serious theological discourse with you today. Because they know that very word of God will cut them to the core because of their rebellion. So you got a lot of folks playing church, even among us. Even among us. Don't open their Bible. Don't let the word of God spy. Remember what David says, Lord, search me and try me. And if there be any evil way in me, remove it far from me. That's a man that wanted to go to heaven. And he was the king. No wonder God loved him. Because even in his sinfulness, he stayed under the light of the law of God, which would drive him to Christ. And he could be restored. But folks are not even opening their Bible today, and they're proud of it. Where your Bible? I don't know. And so it's very clear here. He says, neither have we hearkened unto your servants, the prophets. There it is. They went to church, but they wouldn't listen to the preacher, which spoke in your name to our kings 
and our princes and our fathers and to all the people of the land. What did the kings do to the preacher? Put him in jail, put him in pits and did what to him, saints? Killed him. Right. This, this is about what's about to occur in our land here shortly. Some of those uh, black and yellow uh, flyers out there are giving you all of the bills that California is trying to enact and pass. So we can be like Canada, where your pastor tells the truth about what it means to be a man or a woman or what should be married and who should be married and all that. He goes to jail. And most Christians are saying, I don't care about anything about that. Are you guys hearing me? So then when pastor, when PJ is in jail, y'all going to be, what, I, I, where PJ at? In jail. Well, how do you end up in jail? Because you and I didn't use the lawful levers. A free authority to oppose these policies. And the next thing you know, half of you won't be Christians anymore. Verse 10. O Lord, righteousness belongs unto thee. Isn't that what our elder said this morning? Righteousness belongs unto you. It's a confession that we are not righteous. Now, we're righteous positionally if we're in Christ, but we're certainly not practically righteous. That's why the judgment is on us. Now, notice what Daniel says. But unto us, confusion of faith. There it is. The same confusion that was on the Midianites is on the people of God. Do y'all see the optic? You probably don't. Can I help you? Twelve tribes brought into the pleasant land, given the land by God, by the angel of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. Joshua carved out all the land. They all got their land. The Bible tells us not one of God's promises failed Israel. They all received the land. Now, Daniel is watching all 12 tribes scattered to the four winds of the heavens, slaves in all kind of other countries. Think about that. At one time, you're gathered together. Next thing you know, you're scattered all over the planet. And when a person looks at you and they, they see your face, they see you confused. Because you are no longer walking in your identity. You're not walking in the promises. You're not walking in the order, which brings blessing. You are now an individual that's in lockstep with an alien authority telling you who you are and what to do. And you don't have the confidence of fellowship with like-minded men and women because you've been scattered abroad. Am I making some sense? Confusion of face. Israel was full of confusion of face. And this is what Daniel is saying. But unto us belongs confusion of face. Now, you know what James says about that? James chapter three, verse 16. Listen to how James puts this. This is James. And I, again, believe this is where we are, saints. I believe this is exactly where we are. For, it, for where envying and strife is, there is what? And every evil work. This is what we got going on in our world right now. At all the levels of authority, going all the way up to the presidency. I actually enjoyed the fact that we have enough technology for us to get some inside scoops on what's going on. Um, now, that's the little bird telling the matter. You better thank God for it because it won't be that way long. Right now, the little bird allows us to learn things about what's going on behind the scenes 
because God went out in front of the diabolical system with technology that allows us to gather data apart from your main media legacy lying system. And therefore, we can actually put together the real composite of what's happening. And behind every institution is a bunch of fighting. Because that's what neo-Marxism does, deconstructs. It never builds up. It doesn't have the tools. I told you, it's like a little child that takes the blocks that have been put up by mommy and daddy and and they're all over the place. This is your adolescent mentality on the part of adults who don't know how to think right and think well. And so things are falling apart all around you right now. Because men are walking in spiritual darkness. Women are walking in spiritual darkness. Our children are sick as a consequence of it. Am I making some sense? Toe up as a consequence of it. That's the battle that's in front of us. The chaos and catastrophe of the enemy is described by three things in our outline. They ran, they cried, they fled in circles. Then they turned on each other. That's what the text said. Sword against sword. Paul warned about this in the church, Galatians chapter 5, 13 through 17. Listen to it. So you and I can overcome this. Listen to what Paul says in verse 13. For brethren, you have been called to the liberty that is obtained by the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ through grace. Do you believe that? Now, you haven't been just called to liberty. You haven't just been called to live like hell. You've been called to the liberty of the gospel, to the liberty of the grace of God, to the liberty of freedom from the curse of the law, freedom from the bondage of sin, freedom from the tyranny and lies of Satan. That's what you've been liberated from. I want you to write it down. You've been liberated from the curse of the law. If Jesus died for for you, there is there for no condemnation. You've been liberated from the bondage and tyranny of your fleshly nature if you want to. Greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world. So you can act like you don't have power, but what it is is you've divested yourself of the grace because you fail to want to die in order to live. Am I making some sense? And Christ purchased your freedom. He purchased your liberty up out of your old identity. He purchased your capacity to walk in newness of life. He purchased your ability to actually identify with him. That's exactly what Paul is saying. For brethren, you've been called unto what? Well, that means that there are areas and spaces in our world that are not for us to be in. Is that what that's saying? You've been called to liberty. You've been called out of that. You've been called out of that. You've been called out of those other things. You've been called out of them. And so you and I have to actually individually determine what are those things that we have been called out of and affirm them in ourselves as the Lord's mercy to remove me from where I was to where he wants me to be. That makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world. Like he did not call you to stand still in your bondage. He purchased your freedom. Listen to it again. He says, only do not use your liberty for an occasion to the what? Do you see it? Do you see it? Do you understand what's going on here? 
Because, see, the goal of the enemy is to get you to pervert your liberty. He's already done that. That's why Israel is in trouble now. Israel was liberated out of Egypt. Egypt is the house of bondage. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods beside me. That's where they messed up right there. That's where they messed up. That's where America's messed up. That's where the West has messed up. That's where the church has messed up right there. One God. See, the, in a minute, you go to jail for monotheism. In a minute, when, when, in, a, in a moment, to say there is but one God is fighting words with the pluralist today, the polytheist today, the pantheist today. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? It will be against the law for any one person to hold to one deity. And that's what we are today. And this is why you're kind of scared to talk about Jesus as the only way, truth, and life when you're around a bunch of your partners today. You know that. You sense that. We'll just hold it in. You're a secret agent, man. <laughs> Problem is the secret stays with you. It don't ever get out. Once you practice fear and being afraid to break your lamp, I'm going ahead of myself. For brethren, we've been called unto liberty only to use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by what? Love, serve one another. Right. See, this is agape love. This is agape love. This is the love that capacitates you with the power to overcome narcissism, which makes it all about you. Does that make some sense? Right. Because most love that we're operating out of is a love that starts with me as the premise. And if you serve me, then uh, then we good. That's not agape love. So that's where most people prove themselves to be empty vessels. Because when agape love is operating, God pours in the love of Christ, fills you up, and then you can easily give to others. I'm making some sense. I'm not making some sense here. But most of us professing Christians are empty vessels being need of pouring into, unneed pouring into, unneed pouring into, unneed pouring into. You shouldn't always need pouring into. You shouldn't always need pouring into. You should be a vessel already poured into, pouring into somebody else. You shouldn't always need pouring into. If you do, you probably got a hole in your vessel. You better look at that vessel. It's a hole somewhere. Verse 14. Here it is. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's the simplicity of the, what we call the chief organizing principle. All things work by love. God is love. The reason that you and I are being redeemed and brought into union with him instead of separated unto the damnation that comes with the curse of the law is because God loved us and gave himself for us. Otherwise, the law would say to hell with you, to hell with them. The law would have us all separated from God for all eternity, would it not? It separates. The love of God in Christ reconciles. It reconciles. And I'm told a third person has been poured into me. So something ought to be operating of an overflow in me into somebody else's life. Now I know what it means to be empty. But I don't know what it means to always be empty. 
Did that make some sense to you, child? I don't know what it means to be more empty than full. I don't know that. I never have. Maybe I'm dumb or stupid or I don't know. All I know is that God has promised to make sure my cup runs over when I sit in fellowship with him. And when it runs over, it becomes an opportunity to bless somebody else. And I'm glad he's done that for 40 years. How about you? For 40 years. And so God doesn't lie. He'll give you what you need. If Jesus, who we represent, is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and it pleased God in him that all the fullness of the divine nature should reside, and if you are in Christ, are you not also the fullness of God bodily? The answer is in the affirmative. The believer, therefore, does not have to walk around empty. You see, as as uh, Gideon and these 300 positioned themselves for this strategic introduction to the war, their vessels were not empty. See, I'm going again. I'm going ahead. Can you see it? The vessels were not empty. God would have never let them get into a very precarious situation like that with empty vessels. God doesn't do what the unbelieving and fearful Israelites would say all the time. Did you lead us into the wilderness to kill us? No. He led you into the wilderness to train you how to fight. This is what he led you there for, to train you how to fight. You guys know what I'm saying. It's true. Verse 15, here it is. But if you bite, see it, and devour one another. That means you're walking in darkness and you're taking your sword and turning it on each other. Can you see the picture? But if you, de- you bite and devour one another, church folk don't do that, do that. Christian families don't do that, do that. You see what's happening? Spiritual blindness that allows you to move yourself out of position. Once you're out of position, you don't know where you are. And out of fear and out of anxiety, which is really rooted in your rebellion for being out of position, you go to thrusting everything that you think is a threat to you. I'm making some sense. Am I making some sense? Raise your hand if if I'm making some sense. I should have pulled my my phone out so I could take that picture. (laughs) 80% of of y'all agreed with me for about two seconds. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed of another. What is Paul about to do now? He's about to explain what is called the works of the flesh. Because he knew very well that the enemy could get inside the church, divert them from the gospel, turn them back to legalism, because that's what happened with the church at Galatia. He had preached the gospel to them, the free grace of God in Christ, justification by faith apart from works. And here come the legalists coming in, turning them into workmongers. Now they're judging each other. Am I making sense? Now they're judging each other. And our churches get tripped up into that stuff all the time. And our families, we are far more inclined to be legalists and Pharisees than grace people. Because we don't believe that grace actually works. Not when we're afraid, especially. 
So we see, ladies and gentlemen, an application here. I I drug it out because I wanted you to to see the imminency of these things. So uh, they turned on each other. Sub point B. Let me go to sub point C. Sub point C, a demonic self betrayal divinely appointed. Do you guys see that? Right. So let me help explain that. This the reason I took you to Daniel is because we could read Leviticus chapter 26, where God stated explicitly that if Israel rebelled against him and broke his law, he would give them over to the very judgments that he poured out upon the heathen. Explicitly laid out in Leviticus 26 through 28. If you disobey me, if you break my law, if you violate my rules, all of the plagues that I put on Egypt, I will put on you. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.